No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they are able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Now, the Lakers are coming to town here in Atlanta on Sunday. I know you'll be going down, Lee. I will, for sure. Press pass, though. Yeah, well, I might take the family. It's a 6 o'clock tip-off. Have you got your tickets yet? No, of course not. I'm not that silly. I want to save money. That's a great plan, because they're pretty pricey right now in game time, not going to lie. It's a hot, hot ticket. That's why you got to wait. We got days. We'll take our time. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. You probably like people with, like, beards and, like, gross guitars. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, December 9th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Happiest of Mondays, everybody. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey yo Hey yo The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Happy Monday, indeed, to everyone downloading and listening to No Dunks today. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook. At facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. For example, one of the questions you might email in is, why was Lee Ellis in Dallas this weekend? Why was he wearing beads? What was going on? Lily, a little quick trip down to uh, Dallas. Yes, I had a good friend. Big Bez from Sunbury was over. His uh, <laughs> wife is from Austin, Texas. Okay. They're on a little uh, North American jaunt for the Christmas holidays okay. break. And uh, she's originally from Austin, Texas, so they're in Dallas. So I decided to uh, zip out there for a game. There was a, a, 1, a 1 p.m. local time tip-off for mm. the Mavs Pelicans. On Saturday. Saturday. Perfect. Perfect So time. you flew Friday night. Flew Friday night. Whoa. Had a few pops in a local... Uh, Pizza tavern. I'll tell you what, this pizza tavern. (laughs) Pizza's on tap. (laughs) It was like walking into a Tarantino movie because we were about an hour south of Dallas and we were both hungry. So we said, let's just go in here. We walk in there and it's almost like the chimes on the door, you know, rang when we walked in there. Everyone just stopped and looked around. (laughs) Clearly not a couple of locals just walked in there. (laughs) There's a few cowboy hats in there and... uh, we sort of said, uh, table for two, please, looking around and sat down, had a couple of beers. But, I mean, it could have just, it could have just erupted in there any moment. Because, uh, wow. it, it, felt like, uh, it felt like we were just in a scene. So it was it. great. Uh, the game, not that entertaining. Uh, that, was the, no. uh, that was the Mavericks 130-84 to beatdown. Yes, and it wasn't that close. <laughs> I think the first quarter, there was only three or four points. And even at halftime, it was only 10 points. But the third quarter, New Orleans just couldn't score. Right. Um, Boban. Was fantastic. Yeah, got game. to see a good Boban. Boban game. was great. The crowd obviously shouting for Boban to shoot threes when they're up forty, but uh, he wouldn't do that. He played his role well. He got the uh, post game interview too on court, which was great. But yeah, not uh, not a very good game. Um, caught up with actually Pelicans GM Dave Griffin before the game. Oh, nice. Uh, despite the season, very positive. You know, obviously things haven't gone that their way this season, but uh, he remains positive and confident he, that he's thinking big picture. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He knows that uh, it's going to be a tough season from here on out. But uh, so, how did you get those beads? Who'd you show those nips to? Well, no real Bradley's- great story about these. Everyone in the arena got beads. Ah. Yes. And yes. you wore yours proudly. Of course, of course. <laughs> you think yeah. about getting one of those uh, graffiti jerseys? I'm sure they had them in the team they, store. They did, and I will say, they actually look great in person. Yeah. I will say that. <laughs> Here we go. I will say they look fantastic <laughs> in person. Oh, so but with the beats. maybe you were on the Chris Epps Porzingis payroll this whole time. <laughs> Went from the Knicks to the Mavs, yeah. just like that. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Well, the thing is, those beads, I was going to bring them into the office uh, to show them off to everybody. But as I was on my <laughs> way home from the arena... The, some ladies were on a bachelorette party and they need to secure as many beads as possible. And one who was very boozy came up to me and asked me for my beads. Uh, and sure. so I sort of thought, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be the hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the Tyler hero. We'll get to it later. So, All right, great yeah. stories. I, I will say quick shout out to a couple of Mavs who I saw there. Uh, Al Whitley, Jeskin Wade and yep. Ben Hunt. Not Ben Hunt you think of, an Australian Ben Hunt who also worked for Mavs. <laughs> the other uh, Ben Hunt. Yeah, the they, remix. Uh, they took great care of us there. We had great seats for the game. Awesome. Well, it's Monday here. We got 
about winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Let's start with the winners, as we always do. Tass, who you got for your big winner from the weekend? The Cavs' Kevin Love, because the Cavs came out on Friday or Saturday. Adrian Wojnarowski reported that, hey, the Cavs are willing to deal Kevin Love. They're letting everyone know, the 29 other teams, hey, 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 we want this guy out of here. They put it on Craigslist. They put it on <laughs> Nextdoor. They, 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 they even put it in your, your local Slack. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is aware, and it's an important date because it's about 10 days before yeah. 40% of the league can be traded. On December 14th, 160, 170 players can't be traded. The next day, boom, they can be. So they're getting the notice out there very, very early before anyone else does. I'm sure you know every other team is working behind the scenes to deal the stars, to deal their big-name players and big-money players that are on the books. But the fact that the Cavs are doing it right now, to me, tells me that they will do anything to make this happen. He is not on their timeline with their young players. Uh, it is time to move on from Kevin Love in the, the three years and about ninety million that he has left on the books after this season. After That's this after one. this yeah. season. Yeah. So yeah, 160, 170 players come uh, available. Forty percent of the league on December fifteenth. So that's that's the the spot on the calendar we're all waiting for because some deals should be happening. He's thirty one, Kevin Love. Yep. Uh, obviously, this season the Cavs haven't been playing all that well. His numbers are okay, but they're not great. Wonder what the market is for him. I think I think he still can provide value to the right team in the right situation. But yeah, I, I, I also think that contract is uh, is heavy. I would say oh, that's why that's why you just got to basically take anything. Yeah, like if you have an expi- somebody has an expiring deal, yeah. whether it's a three way deal, like the Craigslist ad probably isn't pretty. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to flower it up, a little gently used, well power- staged. Very, very well stated. Got a nice tuck on his jersey. It's good to be first, though. You know, you want to put your ad up on Craigslist first so you get the best deals out there, set the market for things. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Love can't be happy uh, in Cleveland. You know, he was talking a good game before the season. I want to be here as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's saying that anymore. Uh, Yeah, there's talk the Cavs want, you know, young players and picks and stuff. I mean, I don't think you're getting all that. You might might get a deep first-round pick, potentially depending, again, on, on who really wants him and if there's competition for him. But I otherwise... Think, it's I yeah, think well, young player, yeah, singular, plus a dirty pick, yeah. like you said, like a deep first-round <laughs> pick, yeah, that's enough. Right. You're yeah. hoping of the three things, an expiring contract, which, you, I mean, you're going to need a big contract coming back anyway to match him. Then, like you yeah. said, a young player or two. And then, yeah, a pick or two. Uh, will they get all three, or is it just going to be OBO there at the bottom of that Craigslist? <laughs> and yeah, and we'll then also, whatever. I think Tristan Thompson is a possibility to be moved as well, alongside Kevin Love. I mean, they, there's no reason those guys, those vets, really are on this squad with the, the way they're shaped up um, for their foreseeable future here. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Cavs games. I'm going to be completely honest. I've seen the, the Love highlights. I've seen a few games here or there. He's averaging 16, 11, and 3, basically. Not that far off his career type of numbers. He's 31, though, like you said, Lee. Do, can he still contribute? Are you still convinced at this age, at this point in his career, can he contribute to a playoff sort of caliber team? And that's why we will see uh, you know, some other GM calling the Cavs today or in the next couple of days? He'll probably be better on yeah. a better team. He's been playing the third-man role for five seasons now. It's been five years since he averaged 20 or more points per game. He's fallen into an outside shooter role. You know, he'll be able to still pass the ball. He can get some rebounds. So, definitely he fits in on a team like the Blazers, who he's been connected to since forever, basically. Yep. I mean, they could easily do Hassan Whiteside and Anthony Simons and a pick for Kevin Love if that's something they want to do. I mean, the Blazers haven't been great this season. They've been a little better since Mello, but it was a tough weekend for them. I don't know if they want to try and change something up yet again, considering the Rodney Hood injury, but I don't know. I do think Kevin Love will be energized playing somewhere else besides yeah. Cleveland. Mm. As long as he's healthy. Do you That's have a team do you have a team outside of the Blazers maybe that you look at and go, huh, that would work. Mm. Kevin Love, they should they should try and make a deal here. They have the pieces to make a deal. Anyone the, come to mind? The Kings could work too. Who are you thinking? I don't know. It dep- <laughs> it, dep- it depends who uh, who the Cavs really value because those contracts aren't short with the Kings, so mm-hmm. you'd have to take back some money. But there's uh, you know, I think the Tristan Thompson scenario is is even more appealing he has been turning heads and it's an expiring deal in cleveland right he's been playing really really well and then they have a bunch of guys like matthew delvadova could be a guy off a bench to help somebody he's expiring they got a bunch of expirings so there they'll be wheeling dealing yeah the only thing with the portland situation is because he's got those 
further years guaranteed on his contract. That means next year potentially they have Lillard at thirty million, McCollum at thirty million, and then Love at thirty million. So if you if you do decide to trade him, then you're probably looking to trade, you know, make him a tra- make a trade again further down the line, which could make things a little harder. But of course, then he has less years on his contract, and if he performs well, perhaps. I mean, that's sort of looking, you know, long term here. But uh, that and, and now I guess with the addition of Mello, it changes things a little bit for the Blazers. I'm not sure, but. Uh, yeah, don't, know. don't think he's going to go to Portland anymore. Okay, what about this one? Let me throw it at you. Because I think I talked about it a, a long time ago, maybe even sort of in the preseason when we were doing our previews. Would the Suns do something for Kevin Love? Because they could. That's they, the hot one right now. Yeah, Tyler Johnson's expiring deal really makes this doable because you've got base. it's a $19, $20 million deal right there expiring. And then you could, you know, a Kaminsky, a Saric, you know, maybe you convince the Suns to give up on a Bridges, something like that in that four or five million dollar range, and then a draft pick or two. Is that enough? Is that in? I, you know, I think the Suns would very quickly do that. Uh, you know, they're they're in a playoff race. They've played well. He seems to be a sort of a, a type of guy that you could fit between beside a like a Bainsey and stuff like that. So I think it works on their end. It's whether the Cavs think that's enough, an expiring deal, mm. maybe one of their their younger or maybe like a Bridges, like I said, and then a pick. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it'd be there. worth it if you're the Cavs to take take Bridges for sure. And, and again, you mentioned there with Baines and and Love, I think they wouldn't clog each other up yeah. too much because they can both spread the floor technically. So <laughs> you know, I mean, Baines he doesn't get too bogged down there, and I think um, another big body would help them as well rebounding. Oh, what about DeAndre Ayton? He's oh yeah, plays, okay, though. yeah. <laughs> Forgot about him all you know, together. For first three years, are you going to play? But he Aiden, pairs. Well, he pairs well. Love with pairs Aiden well with Love. Him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think. What about the Jazz? Defensively, too? they'd be struggling. The I Jazz think. is another rumor. Um, maybe getting in the mix for a Love. You can't trade Ingles. That's the one thing. So maybe that that, that makes it a little more complicated. But the the young guy would be maybe an Exum. Although the Cavs have a bunch of young guards as it is. Uh, and then maybe it would have to be like a Bogdanovich or, and then an Ed Davis and then a first-round pick and stuff like that. I mean, just because the Jazz have struggled so far this season that maybe their name, that's a reason why their name is being thrown around for a Kevin Love trade rumor. It doesn't seem super realistic to me to trade Bogdanovich right Sorry, away. He's been probably their best player so far this season. Hey, I'm just throwing it out yeah. there. Yeah, that's, that's the best it's thing like, with trade rumors. Who wants Kevin? Who would love to have him? I'll be shocked, though, if he isn't moved. Yeah, because he just doesn't make any sense on the Cavs roster. Mm. And but they shouldn't have signed him good. for that extension when they did anyway I mean because LeBron was gone and they still signed to have four years 120 like that was a weird contract for them to extend him to yeah, yeah. but now they're going to get an asset right, back for him right doesn't yeah. it doesn't work out like they're you know you still have to pay people yeah I, I know it just feels like well, well we'll see what that asset is anyway and then that might determine whether or not it was worth investing that much into him I'd like to give a winner of the weekend to Anthony Davis pretty good weekend the guy had two Woboys, Friday Woboy and Sunday's Woboy versus Portland. He had 39 points, 12 of 21 shooting, 13 of 15 at the line. Got even better on Sunday. 50 points for AD. Can you believe 20 it? 20 of 29 from the floor, 10 of 10 at the line. And the Lakers continuing to roll. Fourth consecutive win there. They're league best 21 and 3. LeBron and AD looked unstoppable on Sunday. They've looked unstoppable from good chunk of this year. Actually, you know, we talked about it a long time ago. AD, despite the Lakers winning all those games, AD was not killing it for a couple of weeks there. Defensively, he was awesome, and it was a big reason why the Lakers were winning a lot of games, because he was the backbone of that really solid defense. But offensively, he wasn't wasn't lighting up the box score. But here he comes now. And uh, you can see the chemistry, of course, building between him and LeBron. LeBron had eight of his assists on Sunday. A couple of the lob variety, a lot of obviously pick-and-roll action, or LeBron on the side with him. He looked... uh, he looked like, you know, a top player in the game, a top five, uh, uh, maybe even higher on Sunday specifically. He had it going. He was a- every basket. Mm-hmm. This is the quickest LeBron has gelled with a, another superstar. You know, it, did, it took about 20 or so games there in Miami with the big three and about the same when he went back to Cleveland that first time with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. But right now, it looks like these two guys have been teammates forever. Yeah. Um, AD seems to have adapted pretty well without feeling like he has to be the man you know and LeBron's also sort of been like you know I'll, I'll, I'll babysit you here for a while but I want you to stand on your own two what, feet what I, what I seem to like about them even with their other vets like uh, AD after this game talking about you know Bradley and Rondo and Cousins even saying go for 50 man go for 50 
I do like and I wonder if AD is the type of guy that needs these other guys around him to always say, hey man, you're the best person on the floor. Especially if it's a guy like LeBron even saying it. Like, just that reminder of like, come on man, like you should be killing it on both ends. And he just needs that push every once in a while. And whether that's a big part of his success early on. And he's got people making it easy for him. I think it goes under the radar that Anthony Davis is scoring more per game than LeBron is. Uh, He would be in the MVP conversation if not for... Last year, you know, people are going to give him props for being a top five guy this season. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, But because of the way things ended in New Orleans, he's not going to be a realistic MVP candidate. But he obviously should. He has changed the Lakers. They're the number two defense right now in the NBA. And it's because Davis really just settles things down on that side. It lets LeBron play free safety. Like, LeBron has – he says he's playing more defense this year, and he's definitely more active. But it's because he doesn't have to guard anybody. He just stands in the middle and uses his brain and his athleticism to pick off passes and help at the rim and grab rebounds. And then suddenly you're the other way, and the Lakers are looking great. Uh, Davis has been awesome. And, I don't know, the Lakers are just learning how to play with him. And it apparently is just throw it near the rim. He'll go get it or give it to him on the post. He gives you a jab step inside, spins the other way. It's a layup or a jumper. It's unique to watch them because they play in the post. And they're second in post-ups in the league. They're, they just go to this guy mm-hmm. underneath. And they are the new Lob City, sort of. Uh, they're leading the league in alley-oops. Uh, so it's pretty unique uh, on those two fronts to see a LeBron team like that. You know, you think outside in, but they're just going to AD. They are making AD feel comfortable, as you said, Skeets. Every time Anthony Davis has a post-game interview... LeBron is waiting for him to run into the tunnel. It's a thing that happens with the Lakers. It's interesting. He is trying to big him up and trying to be buddy-buddies with him. I think, uh, Lee, you mentioned the, the big three not working as you know as quickly or, or quick more quickly than it did in uh, Cleveland and Miami. They are still looking for a third guy. They are still looking at Kyle. It's not Alex Kyle. Caruso? Mm. That's what ESPN tries to convince He's a closer. Us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, does, he play, comes off the bench. He does his thing. He definitely does Alex Caruso's. Good at his role. Dwight yeah. Howard is good at his role. Danny Green, good at his role. But Kyle Kuzma has tried to be that number three guy, right. and it has not worked right. whatsoever. He was supposed to be that number three guy, and uh, he's averaging eleven per, and not you know not shooting great. They're they're looking for a third dude, and right now it's it's looking like they're the best team in the league. But do they need a third guy? Maybe not if they're this good. Yeah, I mean, right now they they don't because they're getting so many contributions from so many different guys. Some yeah. nights it's Dwight, and some nights it's. Look, some night it is KCP. Yeah. You know, he's been good for them. So uh, on any given night, you're probably going to have one or two of those guys step up, but not all of them. So, you know, while while the Lakers are just rolling right now, um, everything's working. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Lakers should take Anthony Davis, remove him from the starting lineup, just bubble wrap him, put him in a bin, and put him (laughs) away until April or or May, too. That's my only concern is, like, this guy who picks up these very strange injuries – just does it again here at some point in the regular season. Like, I would just take him out. Hey, man, you've been great. We'll see you come April, May. Well, perfect. even last night, like, he just got hit in the oh. face. He's, like, grabbing his eye the whole time, and the announcer's like, well, I hope it's nothing in his eye area. What are you looking <laughs> at? He's, gra- he's only grabbing his eye. Uh, but apparently it worked out fine for him. Just uh, doctored up that unibrow and went back to work. He's been great. The only way he doesn't win DPOY is if he gets hurt. Yeah, I think at, at this point I think you're right. All right, so AD, he's a winner. Who do you got, Trey? Winner of the weekend, Ben Simmons. He was good on Sunday against the Raptors in a win. Almost a triple-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. But the real story was Saturday. Set a career high in scoring 34 points on 12 of 14 shooting, including his second three-pointer of his career. From the left corner, hit the three wide open. Nobody wanted to step out on him. Understandable. Drained it, no problem. Crowd's going crazy. The Sixers get a steal. He's back the other way for an alley-oop slam dunk. That's back-to-back jacks. I know it wasn't two threes. Oh, interesting. But the crowd was still buzzing from the three-pointer. So I'm willing to say two highlights that close together. That is back-to-back jacks. But on Saturday, he just looked like what you would expect the best version of Ben Simmons to look like. He was playing downhill. He was getting steals defensively. He had so much confidence because he hit the three. But at that point, uh, that was to give him 21 points. He already had 18. He had already hit another jumper. Like, he hit a jumper out of the post. He hit, like, a fadeaway, kind of leaner a little bit later in the game. This is just exactly what you would want to see from Ben Simmons when you think, what is the best way he could possibly play it did come in a game when Joel Embiid was not playing. That's a little a little interesting, and considering people are always talking about the fit with those two. And against a uh, pretty ordinary opponent as well. So he had, he you got to beat him. No, I know you do. I know you do. Uh, they, they certainly had opportunity. I mean, at halftime, 
77 to 36. Yeah, yeah. There's been some, there was some insane beatdowns <laughs> yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was scores. when they were up 30 points. So does that play a part? He's, they're up 30, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll let it rip. Well, if he's not going to shoot him then, then, you know, when is he going to They're up him? 30 because yeah. of Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. He's killing. Yeah. Yeah, but does he shoot the three ball because they're up that many points? I think that's Are part they of up it. that many points because if he was shooting threes? Interesting. Yeah, no, he's shooting threes because they're comfortable because he's like, it's not a close game. Mm-hmm. Well, then is, after the game, wasn't Brett Brown like, you know, on the record saying, yeah, we want him to shoot at least one a game. Yeah. And then he didn't shoot he one didn't shoot on Sunday. Against the Raptors. But they played great. I mean, the Raptors played a pretty brutal game, I thought, for a good, I don't know, 42 minutes and then decided to play some basketball for the final five or six and made it a game. But the Sixers, you know, handled them fairly easy through the first three quarters. Part of that was the Raps, I thought. But big win. I mean, look, the Sixers are... In the fourth seed in the East, you know, they would have bumped up to the third seed if the the Heat hadn't pulled out their overtime victory against the Bulls. So they got to go in here. They got the Nuggets coming up. Then they go to Boston to play the Celtics. Home again to play the Pelicans. Then on the road again to play the Nets, Heat, Mavericks. Like it's, it's those are like five interesting games right there. We'll Twelve and zero at home too. Yeah, that's, still that's where they're very tough to beat. Still undefeated at home. Uh, all right, who you got, Lee, for a winner? Well, you all remember the starters bump. When someone came on our show and then all of a sudden they'd have a sort of career night or a couple of games afterwards. Yep. I think we gave Sarah Kustok and the Brooklyn Nets the no dig, no dunks bump. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> you need the no dunks bump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What a great 30 second combo that was for you. Clip it, JD. Well, since she came on our show, they're 3-0. and Yep. Uh, now they beat the Hawks and the Hornets. But then on Sunday, they beat the Denver Nuggets. And pretty that good game. That was an awesome game. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was fantastic again in that game. And it's interesting because after Sunday's loss, uh, Nikola Jokic said, it was too easy for them. Second half, it was too easy. We've got to do something. I don't know what it is, but we probably need to do something. I have an idea. Don't be so bad defensively. <laughs> Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie just basically, if he sagged off, they took a shot, or they just went in straight at Jokic. Um, the, the, the Nuggets, we're going to talk them about them a little bit later in the show, but uh, they've got some issues right now. Yeah. And, and one of them is the fact that they scored so easily because they weren't defending Spencer and, and the Brooklyn Nets. Now, it was a close game. The, the um, Nuggets only lost by three points, but they gave up a lot, a lot, a lot of easy baskets in that game. So uh, Brooklyn, good weekend for them. Uh, great weekend. Uh, great three games since Sarah was on the show. How, I mean, how's Dave DeFore been doing since he came <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I'm going to yeah. find out. Well, he must be having a great time. Oh, no, so, yeah. so the no dunks bump is real. All right, so the Nets, uh, that is a good one. Uh, a couple more mini winners here, guys, from the NBA weekend. Let's give it to Fizdale. He's a winner. He's out of there in New York. I guess a winner to us as well. We were calling it on Friday's <laughs> show mere hours later. He officially gets fired. But, yeah, the inevitable became reality on Friday. And the Knicks fired David Fisdale after that 4-18 and 18 start. We all know the, the real... I mean, look, he was fired basically when they lost 21 points to the Cavs back on November 11th, and then they had the impromptu press conference. He was just hanging on by a thread, mm-hmm. and things didn't get much better, and now he's gone. But he's a winner. He's out of there now. Now it's, uh, now it's uh, Mike Miller. No, not that Mike Miller as the interim head coach. I got excited when I saw it was yeah. Mike Miller. I was like, wow, Mike Miller's on the Knicks bench? How did I not know that? Yeah. It's not. It's not that Mike Miller. Mm. It's another Mike Miller. Um, but he'll get a crack at it, and then no doubt, you know, hopefully we get a, I don't know, who do you want? Mark Jackson? You want a Jason Kidd? You want a Jeff Van Gundy? You want a, I mean, what will the Knicks do? Chris Childs? Oh my I don't know. Goodness. It feels like you got to, it's got to be somebody who has Charlie some Ward. sort of, <laughs> yeah, Knicks tie-in. Bring back Patrick Ewing. Why not? Get him out of Georgetown. Give him a chance, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, so Fizz is out of there. Uh, winner of the weekend, too. The Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, oh, no. they've won 14 straight. No one cares. They hammered the Clippers. Hammered them. Uh, I guess that one was on Friday night. Yep. Giannis looking like a beast, singing him happy birthday. Things are coming up Milwaukee, even though we're not talking about him a ton. But 14 straight is something impressive. Tyler Hero, winner to him. Yeah. Sunday, scored 27 points, including 16 of Miami's final 18 as the Heat held off the Bulls 110-105 in overtime to stay perfect at home. He hit a 3 with second seconds rem- seven seconds remaining in regulation, then he hit three in overtime. All big, big shots. Mm-hmm. A lot of them coming off Jim- Jimmy Butler like penetration and then kickouts to him. Kid's a baller. Yeah, 
Yeah, and he's shooting wide open jumpers. Yeah, but they the Bulls were, are dumb. Yeah. I mean, Jim Boylan, not that Jim Boylan. Doubling off him. Yeah, yeah that's just <laughs> that's just, that's the Bulls' strategy, man. You double team the guy with the ball, and then just let somebody else shoot it. That was wild, but uh, you know the Heat, another win, and uh, they haven't lost two in a row. They're still perfect at home, and as I said, they're still third in the, the Eastern Conference, and they're getting these. You know, it's. You had none at the start of the year. You've had Duncan Robinson playing well in his starts as a rookie, and then and and Tyler Hero's been very very good. And this was sort of like one of those like oh wow sort of eyeballs on him. He's a young guy. He's confident in his shot. He likes to talk a little trash too. Oh yeah. So he, the shot is pure though too. Yeah. None of oh, these yeah. were like rattlers or a little lucky bounce. They're just like he was like Trey said wide open on a lot of these. Uh, and this, we know that's the one thing this kid can do is shoot the ball at 19 years old. But splash 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 and people were going nuts. And uh, yeah. He, I mean, that look, it was against the Bulls, but no Dragic, no Winslow. Uh, they're missing, oh, no Waiters, of course. Um, not that he's been playing at all, but still, nice win there for the Heat. We'll get to losers in a second, but first, as you guys know, I frequent the microwave. Love to reheat a soup, some pasta, whatever. But that's not happening today. No, no, no. Don't have lunch today. Weekend. Weekend just got away from me, you mm. know? Uh, not feeling well. Thanks to JD and Lee for that. I'm all sick now. <laughs> uh, but I was also, you know, I was out. I was at the, I was at a steakhouse on Friday night, and then I'm out eating Korean food with Graydon on Saturday. So I'm just eating out a lot on the weekend. Not a lot of cooking going on, right? No leftovers today, but it's all good. I'll let lunch come to me. Thanks to our friends at DoorDash. And you should do the same. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code NODUNKS. I'll say it again for the people in the back. That's promo code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Anybody in with me today on a, on oh, a yeah. lunch order? I'm in. JD, you're in? Big time. What are you thinking? Where do you want to go? Hey, man. Uh, we could go literally go anywhere. It's DoorDash. Uh, you're not wrong. Losers of the weekend. Who you got? Well, let me start us off with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's go back uh, a little bit earlier in the week. They lose Monday to a John Morantless Grizzlies. Mm, on Wednesday, they're up double digits on the Dallas Mavericks. They lose. And then Friday, oh, baby, it was a great one. <laughs> Three seconds left. Their player, Jordan Bell, is at the line. They're up two. He can ice it. He misses both. But second one, the Wolves somehow corral. It's a jump ball. Carl Anthony Towns ends up going to the line. He's got two free throws. He can ice it. He misses the first one. Everybody's planning. All right, all right, all right. We're, we're up to here. The Thunder don't have a timeout. You know what? I can just miss it. It's, there's one second left on the clock, and we'll win. But Jordan Bell comes in to grab that rebound. But as he comes in, his jersey is untucked. So the Thunder's Chris Paul, you can hear him on the broadcast, tells referee Scott Foster, hey, 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 hey. His jersey's untucked. That's a delay of game. Scott Foster obliges. That's a whistle. Thunder, go to the line for a technical free throw. Danilo Gallinari hits it. Now it's a one-point game. Right. Still, it's one second left. Thunder don't have a timeout. Carl Anthony Towns just clank this baby, yep. and it should be over. So, unfortunately, Carl Anthony Towns goes back, front, backboard, and in. And yeah, so wild. he meant to clank. I mean, he tried to yeah, clank. Like throws it. his hands up in the air. He did. They get a practice miss free throws yes, more, that's just right. just like Brent Barry and the Spurs used to do. Yep. Uh, but it goes in. So Stephen Adams steps over the the baseline, and uh, Dennis Schroeder goes streaking. He goes streaking to the other side of the floor. He's holding off Jeff Teague. Stephen Adams chucks it like he's his shot putting sister, <laughs> and uh, Dennis Schroeder comes up with it. Easy lay in to tie the game and send it to overtime. Crazy finish. They had so many chances to end this thing. They lose then, and then they lose to the Lakers on Sunday. It's four in a row. They're out of the playoff picture uh, right now. It's just it's just something about those Wolves. I believed in them to make the playoffs, and then they come out and just lose these, mm. these things that they shouldn't be losing over and over and over again. Chris Paul notoriously uh, gets into it with the refs all the time. But then, hey, I need you on my side. Well, on Sunday, apparently, he said that the refs tried to get him back. Yeah, they did they get did. him back. Yeah. By giving his team delay of game calls. <laughs> yeah, Two honestly, of them. loser of the weekend to Chris Paul and to the referees because what a bunch of losers for this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The guy's a tattletale? I'm trying to teach my five year old not to tell on her sister all the time. And this guy's literally 
telling on Jordan Bell for not having his jersey tucked in. But even bigger loser, but Scott he, Foster for calling, calling the technical. Yeah. What an idiot. And then the idiots again on Sunday. Chris Paul again is telling on his friend Mello for, uh, you know, clapping his hands yeah. on a missed call. They gave him another tech. They give Chris Paul two uh, delay a game warnings so that he can get a technical because he had hit both his shooting shirt and his pants on when he came to the check-in table. This is stupid. This is honestly embarrassing that this is a, a story for two straight days. What oh, a yeah. bunch of losers. <laughs> How can you call him a loser when he won the game? Uh, he didn't win the game. Carl Anthony Towns lost them that game. If either one of his free throw results is a flip-flop, that game is a win for Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, congratulations to Chris Paul for knowing the rules, and congratulations to him for getting the refs to call it, but come on. Hey, let's just say, though, that pass from Stephen Adams and then the catch and finish from Schroeder, like, that all had to connect perfectly, and it did. That was that was an incredible thing. I mean, it was also Jeff Teague just being a yeah, he, wimp about it. He was. He, he didn't get the ball. Right. He didn't want yeah. to foul him or yeah. anything. You're 100 percent right. He was he was weak on that play. And he had a great game. Yeah, he actually had a monster game. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it is when you when you I didn't see it happen, and, I, and then Saturday I was looking back and I was just like, what what the hell? You know, so because you, you, you don't believe that a ref would actually be like that and call a tech for someone coming in without their shirt tucked in because that happens a lot. You see guys sort of coming in. Well, then do what Taz does. Always tuck your jersey yeah. in. Just always have it tucked in. <laughs> Lesson learned, Jordan Bell. What's weird is that he just came out of the game. Like, he hit the free throws. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He missed the two free throws, three seconds left. He goes out and untucked. He thought he was done, I guess. Yeah. And then came back in with a second left. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's it's so on brand for Chris Paul. So yes, that part you is. can't knock him. I mean, that guy has been like that his entire career, um, just like a stickler and a tattletale and like, hey, we gotta do it. You're you're missing this, all that. But uh, it is crazy. I'm with you that that Foster doesn't just go, hey, tuck your tuck your jersey in. Like yeah. that's. I mean, KYP. It's wild. Chris Paul, know your personnel. The only referee who would call that delay a game is probably Scott Foster. Well, that's the ironic part, though, with Chris Paul and Scott Foster. I've gotten into it multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times before, but you're right, uh, Scott Foster. Um, yeah, you're right. Knowing that a guy like Foster would call that when I'm sure, I don't know, 90% of the other referees probably don't in that situation. But then we got a ref taking it out on him in the next game. A different guy, Brian Forte. What's your forte? Yeah, shout out to Joe Forte, oh. remember him? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do remember Joe Forte. He's a winner of the weekend. Just getting a mention for no reason. <laughs> Love it. Okay, yeah, that was a wild one, but Wolves coming out as a, as a loser, yeah, especially when you uh, add on them getting punked by the Lakers there on Sunday. Lee, who you got? I alluded to it in the winners. It's the Denver Nuggets. Uh, two losses for them in Boston and Brooklyn on Sunday. And, you know, look, that's a tough couple of games here. Fine. But... I'm really starting to be a little concerned about the Nuggets. Coming into this season, I had them pegged to be finished top of the West. I loved the continuity they had coming back. I loved the way they played last season. Yep. And the one question I had is, wonder how they handle the expectation this year a little bit differently. Things started off okay, but they're certainly not playing inspiring basketball right now. They're not a convincing team. They're nowhere near a, a serious challenger in the Western right. Conference. And they've got no built-in excuses. No significant injuries. Uh, no overturning, uh, changing of personnel, no coaching change or anything like that. Those are usually things that you give that sort of 15, 20-game adjustment period to. Denver, I think, are just no longer teams. Teams are giving them their best every night because I think they know they can be a, a pretty good team. And they're not handling it all that well. It's Look, they're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, I'm sure, about that. Yeah. They're 14-7. It's not a disaster right now. But you, I'm still waiting and waiting and waiting for them to pick, the, pick it up and to show that this team is going to naturally improve from where they were last season. What's so weird about the Nuggets, though, is that their defense is great. It's second in the league. Well, statistically. It is, though. I mean, I know you talked about that Nets ending for sure. Like, Dinwiddie was just walking to the rim. I get that. But overall, they are. (laughs) They're they're a solid uh, defensive unit. They are struggling on the other side, which is odd. I I just think that uh, the eye test doesn't support that defensive stat right now because I don't think they I don't think teams struggle to score against them they get a lot of clean looks um, and yeah they're struggling uh, they're getting lucky on wide open threes they other teams are shooting low percentages right so those those shots are there um, but you know uh, uh, what's his name uh, Jamal Murray you know I really wanted him to take a step I thought he was you know almost not a lock for the all-star game but certainly uh he was going to be in contention. I don't think he's close to that right yeah. now. No, he's he's continuing to struggle to shoot the ball. Yeah, he's he's 44% from the floor, 34% from three. He's averaging 18 points per game. You know, he's you know he th- throws in sort of a five and five and a, and a steal and a half. It's not bad. 
you yeah you were thinking no doubt it's going to go to the next level they gave him that but, huge but contract on. yeah okay he he's 22 yeah it, this it's still Jokic it's your it's his team mm-hmm. and it and it's not inspiring so to me it falls on him he's your leader and even like you saw like the if you want to play uh, you know his body language when he goes to the bench in that Nets game you see him like he's just yeah. there's no there's no fight in him that's for sure mm-hmm. there's no um, passion it looks like. Um, and that's your that's your guy. That's your MVP candidate. Yep. I mean, yeah. they lost four of their last five. You know. So. Um, well, that's the thing. Now that record, I saw. I think it was um, Matt Moore was tweeting about it. That Nuggets record is suddenly sort of coming back to earth because they were winning those games yeah. that they probably shouldn't have been winning early in the season. So the record looked like, wow, they're damn. They only had like three or four losses. Like that's good. They're great. But they weren't playing that well. And now that it's starting to like, yeah, they're falling down the standings a little bit. What are they, 14-7 and seven now mm-hmm. here on Monday? Uh, yeah, now you're starting to hear people talking about them a little bit more, I think. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they, they just play like a Jokic team. Your best player gives your team the personality. And if your best player is not totally engaged, perhaps your team won't be. Maybe they just thought they would be exactly where they were at the end of last season. You know, they made a nice run. They had some good matchups. The team looked promising, but we've seen in the past a team can have success one season, come in next year, think they'll pick up right where they left off, and they're just back into playoff mode again. And that clearly hasn't been the case. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, Jokic just needs to be better. There's no other way around it. He just needs to be better and try harder. And, and the bench that was amazing last year has struggled too. Like your Monte Morris's and your Beasley's and your uh, Tory Craig's and stuff. Like those guys. It was basically career years for everybody yeah, last year. Yeah, and they uh, definitely not lived up to expectations for sure. 14-7, though, yeah, yeah, look, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's a disappointing start. I think uh, loser of the weekend is fair for sure. All right, who's next? Here's some good things about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have these mashup uniforms that look like every jersey they've ever worn combined into one. They got, like, Klee on the front. They got a bunch of stripes down oh, yeah. the side. They've got, like, the the 90s uh, line in the middle uniform uh, jersey numbers. They look pretty good with their uh, blue court. Um, I like that Tristan Thompson gets to post up. I don't know why they're doing it, but it's fun to see a guy working down there in the post very slow. That guy looks like a 90s post player, but the Cavs are losers of the weekend because they're terrible. (laughs) They lost to the Magic on Friday, scored 87 points. Then they lost to the Sixers on Saturday where they trailed by 40 at halftime. They gave up almost as many points to the Sixers in the first half on Saturday as they scored for an entire game on Friday. This all comes on the heels of an athletic report that John Beeline is too much of a college coach and the players don't like that he would say polar bear for when they're supposed to curl around the screen. So he responds, he's like, listen, guys, 90% of my vocabulary is NBA vocabulary. They're fighting about words right now. And uh, that, to me, is why Tass is exactly right. It's time to move on from Kevin Love, because I think he's the guy who's doing most of this complaining. There's five guys left over from the team last year. Tristan Thompson, yeah. Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, and Antti Zizic. This is the same guys that were complaining about uh, Colin Sexton, quote, not being able to play last yeah, year. Yeah. Tristan Thompson has come out and supported John Beeline, said he's going to fight whoever was talking about uh, the Cavs to the media. Uh, Larry Nance has supported him. So it's either Zizic, Clarkson, or Love. I'm putting my money on Kevin Love. He wants to be gone from Cleveland. He should be gone from yeah. Cleveland. There's no reason for him to be around. Six straight losses for the Cavs. That comes after one win and six straight losses prior to that. They're bad. <laughs> John Beeline disputed the report. Hey, your players aren't happy. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Don't worry about them. <laughs> no, they're not. Nah, they're fine. They're good. Everyone's great. Yeah, weird situation in Cleveland. You would think that the locker room would pipe down a little bit after the LeBron era. Like, you know, that, that Rich Paul's probably not leaking things, but maybe Tristan Thompson's leaking things to Rich Paul again. I mean, they're just, yeah, so many leaks for a terrible team. Like, who, who cares? Stop, oh, so you stop think, leaking. You think Tristan Thompson is leaking something and then going to to the reporters and then yeah. saying, yeah. "I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find whoever it is." I, I actually like the sound of that. Wow. Trying to throw the scent off himself. Mm, Two faced yeah. Tristan. Double T. The double teapot. I yeah, yeah. Kevin Love doesn't seem like a leaker to me, but who, yeah. The leakers, you never know who the leakers are. And, and look, they have like two squads right now in Cleveland. They do have these sort of vet guys, and then they have all these super, super young guys. And yeah, I'm sure there's now with all the losses piling up that there's some butting of heads. And then look, Bayline wouldn't be the first college coach to come in here into the NBA, and people go, dude, this doesn't work in the NBA pro level. Like your, your attitude or how you're going about Just it. Say curl. Yeah, <laughs> like it, I mean, <laughs> right? I wouldn't be wrong. I mean, we've seen bear. this happen before. <laughs> 
sometimes it works. You know, Brad Stevens, obviously a great example of a college coach comes in, has some success right away. But many times a coach has come in, and it just doesn't work at the pro level. Um, and you and we all understood, I think, where the Cavs were going with the hire in the first place because they're like, well, we basically are going to have a college team mm-hmm. with these young guys, and maybe that guy can set sort of an identity for this, you know, post LeBron sort of uh, franchise. But yeah, it, it's. It's not working for whatever reason. It, who know? And who are those people that are complaining to the to the, uh, to the media? Is it the young guys? Is it the vets? I, I'm not sure. Well, they say it's everybody. Yeah. It's not just the vets and who are upset be. about it. Um, and I mean, they started four and five, so you know, it, maybe they talked themselves into, hey, we're actually a decent team. So. They were playing a little bit of defense earlier. But uh, Jason Lloyd also reported for the Athletic that Beeline's going to have a chance to see this out. He signed a, to a huge deal. Huge. He was on a five-year contract, so they're probably not going to be cutting bait this soon. Maybe it's him leaking. He's like, I just want to get paid and go home. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they hate me. You better, you better pay candy, dudes. Yeah. Also on the floor, it's just it's gross to watch. Like Colin Sexton is their leading shot getter by far. You would think maybe Kevin Love, the guy who's uh, being paid a bill- bajillion dollars, would shoot a little bit more. Something's going on there. I'm going to give a loser of the weekend. Unfortunately, to the Blazers, Rodney Hood tearing his Achilles tendon in Friday's loss in the first quarter. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it. It was one of those, like, oh, sniper got him from the back. Like, nobody stepped on him. You didn't tweak anything by rolling something. It was just that Achilles pop. And uh, he's done for the season. And the Blazers' injuries just continue to bury them. You know, no Nurkic, of course. He's still recovering from a broken left leg. Collins recovering from the right shoulder surgery. Hood was playing well for them at a position they need. And, you know, Jason Quick of The Athletic writing today I saw or this weekend, it'll be interesting to see what Neil Olshay does, uh, the Blazers GM. Do they try and make a move here, uh, bring in sort of immediate reinforcements, or do the Blazers, you know, front office say sort of, hey, enough's enough, you've got a very high payroll as it is, second most expensive roster in the league, and you just got to play with the sort of cruel hand you've been dealt here. Uh, fascinating to see what he does um, because, you know, Bazemore starting, of course, now, and then does this mean more minutes, unfortunately, for like a Hazonia? Do they go younger with Little getting more? Gary Trent Jr. is still injured, but when he's healthy, will he play? What do they do? Go get Kevin. Go get Kevin. Go get Kevin. <laughs> there are other... Why not? You could trade Whiteside. If if the Cavs are really, really willing to deal him, you could. it's literally Hassan Whiteside in a pick would make it mm-hmm. work. Yeah, I know I, that's not nice. It's not sexy, but they're gonna deal Kevin. I think they could, they could really get into the Aaron Gordon sweepstakes too, if that's a, a real rumor that the Magic would be looking to move him. And I and I'm on record as saying as I think he is going to be traded. I don't think it would take much. I think it would it eventually it'd have to take you giving up on probably um, Simons, right? It's mm. yep. I mean I think that's enough to entice the the Magic. They're likely not going to want another big. <laughs> so um, yeah. I think there's something there that could be done too. But I, I, there are rumors like, could they get into the Iguodala sweepstakes? Get a guy to play, you know, obviously the wing position. And what would that take? Um, another oldie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then, of course, there's still the old, uh, do they just blow it up and having and get more enticing, uh, a more enticing player back if you move on from C.J. McCollum, let's say. Mm. And, you, and you break up that backcourt. Um, sort of like the Raptors did. But uh, fascinating to see what the, the Blazers do here. But that's unfortunate. Like I said, Hood, a good guy. People like him um, and was playing well for them at a, obviously a position they needed. I certainly like Aaron Gordon more as a prospect for them, given his contract, certainly not as burdensome as uh, Kevin Love's. And, right, and, right. And, and maybe it's that fresh start. It's an athletic wing. It's someone who they could probably use. You know you're going to get you know reasonable production out of Kevin Love but he's going to decline yeah. himself over these years whereas Aaron Gordon there is hope that he could he could become that star player that he's shown flashes of so i think that would uh, yeah i think that is something that Blazers might look into especially if Orlando is is ready to move on from him which it, it appears that they are yeah cuz it would take Bazemore let's say yeah. the expiring deal and then an enticing young player yeah um to, to try and get like an Aaron Gordon and mm-hmm. i think that deal could be done it's just whether those teams want to of course uh final loser of the NBA weekend to Eric Reed, the Heat play-by-play announcer. Sorry, Eric, I got to do it. Last night in Miami, <laughs> this is Sunday. First, worst of the weekend. Uh, that's right. Uh, Bulls rookie Kobe White. He's stuck wedgie number nine on the season. That's great, but that's not what Eric Reed, the Heat play-by-play announcer, called it. I had JD pull the clip. Here's Eric. Kobe White with the boink. 
Kobe White with the doink. Oh. <laughs> it almost well, sounds like a boink. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it a couple times. I'm pretty sure he says doink. Yeah, hey, yeah. One more time, JD. Kobe White with the doink. Yeah. That's a doinker. A doink. Come on. Come on. We're not asking for much here. All right? Give no us, doink. Give us wedgie. Every other broadcast says it. Just say wedgie. You yeah. know it's a wedgie. And I think he even has in the past, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I don't know where doink came from. It's nothing doinking about it. A doink to me <laughs> says the ball is coming off the rim. Yeah. That's a doink. Mm. And we all know a classic doinker is a ball to the face. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he maybe just... he's trying to combine two. He's trying to give us two shout-outs because we called doinkers in the weekend. Whoopsies. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just desperate for some more starters action. Yeah, but that's a wedgie, man. And it was a good one at that. You know, that's uh, we thought we thought wedgies would be flying through the roof because more and more teams are shooting three-pointers. Um, and I don't know. The odds seem to just go up more. You got maybe more velocity on the ball there from the three. And Kobe stuck it perfectly. Stuck it perfectly. But the doink? What? Oh, give the man weird. a chance. He might no. bounce back with a big wedgie okay, call. All right. yeah. he ben- I, I have faith in him. <laughs> all right. Because I think you're right. He knows what a wedgie is. He just, he's he just got his wedgie before. and his doinker confused. It happens, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. NBA.com's John Schumann tweeted, there have been four 50-point games without a three-pointer in the last 12 years. Anthony Davis has three of those four, as he did on Sunday against the uh, Timberwolves. Who's the other one? Who is the guy who's also had a 50-point night? In the last 12 years 12 without years. a three ball. Wow. So yeah, you're it's a long time. Someone's been a long time. Can long we time. get it? Like, is it? You can get it. Okay. <laughs> you can so get it. I'll, I'll throw it a LeBron. Amari. Uh, Amari. No. Uh, not a LeBron. Who is a Murray, Jamal? Amari. No, Amari. Oh, Amari. sorry. <laughs> no. Any Murray. Yeah. Amari did do it a long time ago. Wow. But not in the last 12 years. He did it in uh, 05. Uh, 12 years. 12 years makes you think. It happened exactly 12 years ago, right. 2007. No. Is that Shaq? wrong? No. Shaq, was he no, still good? Gonna, uh, Shaq did it way back. Yeah. Corey Brewer? No. Tony Delk did it. Corey must have hit a three. Terrence yeah. Ross was hitting threes. Yeah, he had ten threes. Yeah, he had tons. Yeah. It's a guy who doesn't shoot threes, so okay. it, it would make sense. It doesn't shoot threes. I mean, he's been, he shot a few. Has but. he? Can you can you give us this? Is this a guy that like has exploded for like 40s before? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, Demar Derozan, Blake Griffin. Ooh. No, no. Mm. Jimmy Butler. He's a big man. He's a big he's man. Big old man. Fifty is fifty sounds like a lot for him, but okay. he's definitely a forty man. Okay. Lamarcus Aldridge. There he nah, is. That's nice. nice. That's nice. That, yeah, he would have like a classic like twenty to twenty nine shooting, yeah. bunch of free throw. Yeah, like you know, similar. To he 80. probably made a bunch of twenty one footers, just not twenty three footers. <laughs> right. Uh, prior to that, some guys who did it in 07, Allen Iverson, Paul Pierce, just kind of surprising. Oh. Uh, but then before that. Without the three ball, these guys make sense. Jermaine O'Neal, yeah, mm-hmm. Amari, as you said, Michael Jordan with the Wizards, no threes oh, wow. on that one. Wow, Timmy Duncan, Sharif Abdurrahim. Wow, Sharif, no three. 50. I don't remember that. Tony Delk did it without yep. the threes. Chris Weber, Shaq, and then the the big boys. Jim Jackson without threes too. That's a weird <laughs> oh, one. Oh, I love that. Love these lists. Love hearing these old names. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Forte <laughs> one more time. Terry, Terry Cummings has come up. Twice when we talked Cream City Milwaukee Bucks jerseys, and now he did a 50-point game without a three-ball. You know what? While I'm at it, shout-out to John Forte as well. Oh, Remember John sure, Forte? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtics? Well, oh. Joe Forte is Celtics. Oh, right, John right. Forte, the rapper, rapper yeah. <laughs> with, with Wyclef. He was part of the card mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> I actually really liked it for, for, a, for a hot minute. Got my Jimmy John's mixed up. You going to Jimmy John's on DoorDash today? Oh. Mm. Maybe. Uh, we'll get to Pick'em results here in a second. Presented by Cash App. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends when you want to go in on something for the office out of the Hamakashlammer catalog. Oh, the Hamakashlammer catalog. catalog. Skates, you going to keep that tradition alive this year? I mean, I would like to. The only problem is the Hamakashlammer people do not send me the catalog, which is so weird. I've requested the catalog. And, you know, like these type of things, you usually, once you get it, you'll never not yeah. get it. 
I can't get this damn thing sent to me, but if maybe a listener out there could help me out, or yeah. maybe if one of you guys get it, send us or, or contact me at JD Skeets on Twitter. Give me the Hallmarkers member catalog so I can do the top five again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great things in there. So many great things that would go great in this office. So oh, yeah. we need that catalog. Cash App does way more than that, though. Sharing money, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a cash card. It's a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and way more. But hold on, there's more. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you instantly receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. Don't forget... Promo code no dogs. One word when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Friday night results: Lakers Blazers. Lakers were favored by four and a half. Trey Lee Tass had the Lake Show rolling, and they did. I got the X on that one. I had the Blazers. I tried to swerve again, but I took the loss. I'm two and three. Tass two and three. Trey three and two. Lee four and one in the month of December. What's our game tonight? Well, I picked this one because it's our hometown for uh, four of the five of us, Toronto and Chicago, mm. involving both of our hometowns. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, I think we're going to get a four-way sweep on the wraps, but I had to go th- with this one. Maybe Trey's taking the Bulls. We shall see. Raps, three straight losses. Very un-Raptors-like. Chicago Bulls, two straight losses. Very Bulls-like. So <laughs> what do we got? It's in Chicago. Wow, what's the what's the update on Fred Van Vliet? Because he obviously left that game against the Sixers pretty early with the, uh, I guess it was a knee sort mm. of uh, bone bruise. He had, he had injured it prior to that game and then sort of gave it a go and it wasn't doing well. Mm. So maybe they keep him I, out. I, I mean, he's important know. to that team. Mm-hmm. He's damn important to that team. Yes, but maybe maybe Kyle Lowry feels comfortable without him in the lineup. But yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so, I got reps. Oh, boy. How the hell do you take the Bulls? Yeah. Five and a half. They get five and a half points. Both right. on a back-to-back, too. So Ugh. Three and four nights for the Bulls. They haven't beaten an opponent yet who is over 500. I'm going with the Raptors. Me too. Whoa. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I yeah. can't take the Bulls. Lee, come on. Swerve, man. No, I swerve. Said, I'm taking, I'm, uh, oh, they're, they're both boo. on back-to-backs. Man. Why do you swerve? Nah, Why do you swerve? I'm not man. swerving on the Bulls. All right. <laughs> they blew two fourth-quarter leads <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Everybody taking the Raptors. Raptors got to win by six points, though. Or, you know, something crazy could happen at the end of the game, or who knows. Raps could lose their fourth in a row, for all we know. Um, I got just sort of a, a last-second tweet of the night here, too, lead. Or, uh, excuse me, Tass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared just emailed me this tweet. Someone is putting tiny cowboy hats on Las Vegas pigeons. So there's a bunch of <laughs> pigeons walking around with tiny little cowboy hats on. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> how do you We're get watching. close enough? I don't know. I don't know. And how are those hats staying on? <laughs> I think they must be an elastic or something. Like around oh, the- that's mean. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. They look pretty Cla- proper, though. Classic, classic pigeon fashion. They're really bobbing their heads, and those hats are staying on. Very impressive. All right. That's it Thanks, for Jared. us. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Appreciate that. That's it for us here on Monday, guys. If you're not a member of The Athletic, now is the perfect time to get in the game. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Otherwise, we'll talk to you tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, pigeons mate for life and tend to raise two chicks at the same time. That's not a very interesting fact. How about pigeons are incredibly complex and intelligent animals? Give me a break. Is that real? (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay.